Hello, hello, and welcome to She Is Talking. This is the sixth episode of a live series that will be saved on IGTV and on Spotify. There you can find new episodes, and we'll be talking about topics, discussing confidence-building skills, prioritizing our mental health, and how to become the best version of ourselves. Because you got it. You have everything you need inside of you to succeed. Go get it. You are in charge of your dream. It is time to shake your beauty. One moment here as I add in our next guest. Here we go. We will get this started in just a moment. Oh, goodness. This is the sixth episode of a live series that will be saved on IGTV and Spotify. So while we get this squared away, I have a link to fundraiser below for Girls on the Run. Please consider donating to this amazing organization. I am a coach for Goder, and we are teaching young girls to learn confidence through comprehensible lessons as they train for their season 5K. I am so excited because this weekend we are running that 5K, and I haven't run a 5K since like probably about six months now. So I'm very excited for this. I have been I have been preparing, so I'm very excited to get that going. Here we have invited in our guest. For those that don't know, the Miss America organization is a scholarship competition that originated on the boardwalk of Atlantic City in 1921. And I think MIO said it best. Miss America is more than a title. It is a movement of empowering young women everywhere to dream big, insist that their voices be heard, and inspire change in the world around them. Preparing great women for the world, but more importantly, the world for great women. There will be 51 candidates, including myself, that will be competing for the title of Miss America 2023 this December. And I am so excited to have some of my friends on to highlight their person, their work, and hear from their journeys that help them on their self-love journey. So today we have my Miss America sister, Miss Iowa, Bailey Hodson. Hey, Bailey. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Good. How are you? I am fantastic. So for those that don't know, Bailey was raised in Berwick, Iowa. And, and in 2017, after having her own bullying experience, she started her initiative, the ABC's anti-bullying campaign, teaching the community how to accept others, be kind, and care for all. She integrated this initiative in her teaching for two years before winning Miss Iowa in June, where she now travels the state to implement her cause. So Bailey, hi. Please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your story. Oh, gosh. So, well, I'm Bailey, so like <laughs> you said already. Um, my dog also, sorry, I'm kind of distracted right now. My dog is like trying to jump here on my lap right now. And I'm like trying to hold him down because I'm like, no, <laughs> he's, he's, he's trying to get his moment to shine. Um, so I started my initiative in 2017 
and um, okay, he's, he made it. So if he kind of pops up in the camera, you know, that's him. Um, <laughs> so I started my initiative in 2017, um, very shortly after having my own bullying experience. But it was more for me about being that light for my students. I knew I wanted to be an educator and I wanted to be a secondary educator. So that could be, you know, fifth through 12th grade. And after doing some time with my practicum experiences, doing um, middle school and high school, I fell in love with middle school. And I at first originally was like, I could never teach middle school there. It's such a daunting age, but I fell in love with them and their ability to be vulnerable, their ability to just be, um, they're like minds are shaping into just like unique little humans and they are I, I don't know. I have so much to say about that age, but I, no, I completely I, agree. I'm yes. a middle school coach and I just yes. love that age. And I love how you said that they're in that very vulnerable age and where mm -hmm. they're kind of learning who they should be and yes. like how to express who they really are. Yes. It's just so fun to watch. Yeah. And they're finding their identity and like who they want to be, you know, like, like you said, who they want to be when they're older and like mm -hmm. who they are as a human. And so being able to be that kind of light to them and like help them kind of out of that, it can be a really dark time for them too, because they can feel like maybe this isn't, you know, a good path for me. This isn't um, someone who, you know, a lot of them kind of go through like some self doubt about how they want to express themselves. And so being able to just have a really safe and open and inclusive classroom was I something that I knew I wanted to do. So then creating like a, a bowling initiative was huge for me to be able to share within my own classroom and just to have um, to spread throughout other classrooms too, because I knew that if it was going to be successful in my classroom, it could be successful in others too. And I wanted to be able to share those resources. I did my own training um, as I was going through college. I wanted to learn more. I wanted to be equipped to handle it. I didn't want to just say, you know, I have this bowling initiative and not, not do the training behind it. So I did some extra trainings to learn, like, how could I be an advocate for my students? How could I be more knowledgeable about how to help support them and then you know took that and ran with that in my own classroom and that's that really helped my I think my initiative just really flourish um in the last two years that I was a teacher oh I adore that that is incredible oh, Bailey you. so this series is <clears throat> conversations with the crowns which is a very special series for me because I have a bunch of my Miss America sisters on she is talking and I do say sisters because we are so close and I've said this on every episode but I really like to reiterate this every single time because we are really close friends. We talk all of the time. And although it's a competition, we all know that we are bringing our best selves there. And we're just showing up to show our best selves on that stage. And we're bonding with each other. This is a once in a lifetime experience to show our passions on the Miss America stage as well as become so bonded with our Miss America sisters. So I just love having everyone on. And for these series of episodes on the conversation with the crowns, we will continue the three block topics for each episode we will have three topics so first we have state your status where we will go over each candidate's whole person and their state and how they are as a representative of their state and then we will go into their social impact initiative because each candidate has for miss america has a social impact initiative that they have dedicated their year of service to so each state promotes their initiative through community service throughout their year and then my absolute favorite part of She Is Talking is real talk. This is where we get into it. We talk about the lows because 
we everyone struggles with something and we don't often see this on our social media platforms because they're often highlight reel so talking right. about this we're able to connect with each other and get to know each other a little bit more and you know just get in deeper with real talk and i'm so excited to say that she is talking is live on anchor and on spotify so if you're driving running errands cleaning, doing some self-care, just pop in those headphones and listen to some recorded up to episodes. And we are so happy to have those listening live because this podcast is intended to be an open conversation with both the guests and the live audience. But let's get into it. Let's have some real talk. So right off, state your status. What state are you from, Bailey? And what is your favorite thing about your state? I'm from Iowa. And my favorite part about the state is the small how small it is it is very i feel like it's very inclusive obviously having an anti-bullying platform there's room for it to grow and there's room for us to be more inclusive but i feel like people in iowa they just you know know each other or know each other through grapevines i when i go to appearances i feel like i'm connected through someone through something mm -hmm. so people are like oh i know so and so and that leads me to something so there's always ways for me to be able to talk to people and mm -hmm. connect which i love that because it could be awkward going to appearances as a public figure because people don't know how to communicate with you and they think that you're on this pedestal and they think you're unapproachable but mm -hmm. you know being a person from Iowa, I feel like a lot of people just kind of go up to you automatically and they're like, hey, I know so-and-so. Or they feel more comfortable being like, you know, yesterday I was just at appearance and people are like, hey, do you know so-and-so? And I didn't know the person, but just that kind of segued into a conversation about right. the Miss America organization. So just being able to um, have that like more family feel of the state because it is so small and people kind of know different areas. I think that's very true with Maine, too. Maine is such a small community. Yes. And if I don't know the person that you're talking about, I probably know their cousin, brother. Right, or right. Like, <laughs> yes. We're all connected somehow. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So bouncing off of that, you, what are three things that people wouldn't know about you that maybe wouldn't be on your resume? Oh, goodness. Well, I'm a dancer, so my talent is actually singing, but I danced for 18 years. So, yes. Okay. So I, I feel like we actually went over this in Dallas, but... <laughs> Did we? Okay. So, I, yeah, I started when I was two and a half. I took studio lessons, and then I even went on to dance at Grand University, where I went to college for a year. Um, but because I got so involved in the Miss America organization my sophomore year, it took up so much of my time, and that was kind of where I wanted to... That really was just like my thing, you know? So I found kind of like the service and really wanting to dedicate my time to becoming Miss Iowa, becoming this public service person that I decided to kind of take the, and because of the scholarship too, I mean, the scholarship of being Miss Iowa versus the scholarship that I was getting or would have obtained the next three years of being in dance was not even anything compared to the Miss America organization. So that's kind of where I was like, I got to kind of balance this. And by the time I was 19 too, after dancing for 18 years, my body was just like, Oh no, <laughs> this is not, this is no more. You need to be done. So I was getting I... a little bit tired of dancing. Anyway, my body was just getting hurt all the time from doing mm -hmm. New I, do, I feel like we kicks. don't realize this as we get, we're getting older because we're yes. so young that when I just graduated this past May and I played lacrosse all four years. And oh, yes. in that, I was like, 
oh goodness, I don't think I can do, I had a fifth year for COVID and I was like, I don't think I can do this physically. I, it's not in the cards for me and I had <laughs> sights on Miss Maine, so it wasn't there for me, but yes, if I decided to continue, I think I would be broken by this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's, I feel like so bad saying it because like the older generation will look at me and be like, you're not old, but it's, it's true. Like the hard work that you put into dance training, you know, I did workouts, the practices, all of the routines that we have to learn. Like I would put in hours upon hours throughout the week, just training and then to do the routines. That was just, my body just could not keep up with right. all of it. And so I was like, well, I think this is probably the good, a good time to just kind of say goodbye to that. So I wasn't completely devastated. It wasn't something that I was like so passionate about. So mm -hmm. I had other plans. So that's one thing. Um, another thing, it, it is on my resume, but I do have a dog and I rescued him. So that's one oh. thing that is not on my resume is me rescuing him. That's a loophole. <laughs> yes, it is a loophole. So I rescued my dog in 2018 and it was kind of a crazy, a crazy time because I decided to rescue him after losing my cousin to suicide and I wanted an emotional support animal. And so I had it all lined up to rescue him. I had a date for the adoption and then like three weeks before the adoption date, I lost my dad unexpectedly. And so it was really crazy timing that this dog was coming into my life. I was going to have this emotional support animal that I was already kind of planning for, but then I was going to have for like this new grief that I was enduring. So it was really great timing, but also it was a lot of work. Now I was having to raise like this new dog that was very high maintenance and he still is very high maintenance if you I mean, I can hear him jump up. <laughs> <laughs> he's like four years old now but he's still like puppy um but yeah it was really great and he's been a great emotional support for me throughout like my grief and just any time that I am feeling just down or really in a low spot he he just know it's weird he he really does just know and so he'll always come over to me and like snuggle up to me um or just like lay by me if I'm having a rough day and anytime like I I cry he does like come over to me immediately and try to like nuzzle up under my oh, chin and adorable. so it's it's hilarious even if I'm like crying like tears of joy or laughing he senses like the crying and he'll be like freaking out and He's like I'm on I'm my like, way okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. But yeah, so that's, it's been fun having him around. And especially this year, as much as I can see him and be home, because I have friends watch him because, you know, the, the schedule's busy. And I, I feel bad just like leaving him by himself all the time, because, you know, I, I'm not home for like hours. And so, but he's, he's been great. I love him. Oh, <laughs> he's a Parson Terrier Shih Tzu, if you were wondering. Yes. So oh he's my kind God. of a little guy. Okay. I, I remember that from the video. That's adorable. Yes. I did put him in the video for that reason, because I knew <laughs> that he's just, he's like such a huge part of me. And I, I talk about him all the time because I mean, he did come into my life when I needed him most. And I, I didn't, it was so crazy because I didn't realize I knew like I'd waited a year after everything kind of unfolded with my cousin. And then all of a sudden I just was like, bombarded with this loss of my dad who was like my hero my best friend and so then when 
you know, I had like this dog. I was like, okay, well, I guess, I guess we're doing this. I guess I brought into your life for a reason. Yes. Yeah. It was, so that was really cool. Oh, that's amazing. So getting into your social impact initiative, let's, which is the next segment of She Is Talking. What is your social impact initiative? I think we covered a little bit about it, but let's dive a little deeper. What is it and what makes you so passionate about it? So it is called the Anti-Bullying Campaign, the ABCs for short. So I kind of came up with that acronym thinking that students learn the ABCs at a really young age. And so the concept is accept others, be kind and care for all. Kind of backtracking this idea of the bullying culture that exists. So Mm -hmm. teaching these foundational skills that you have to accept others, be kind and care for all for us to just even try to get rid of this culture of bullying Mm -hmm. in general. So that was the idea behind it was this ABCs trying to teach kids this thing that would stick. And it started when I was in high school, when I came across my own bullying experience, which was really challenging for me because I didn't get any support at all. Um, I had this experience for four years from my freshman year to my senior year. And Mm -hmm. there were several times where it was in the hands of the administration and they just kind of turned another cheek to it, or Mm. it actually went through a full investigation with the district office and they were founded for bullying. And then the consequence was just kind of dropped off because of some different different scenarios that kind of took place. But um, so it, to me, was just kind of like, this isn't being taken seriously. And I didn't really dwell on that because I knew that I would move on to college and be out of there soon. But it was more for me, how am I now as a future educator going to not let this happen in my classroom or to Mm -hmm. any students that are around me? So I wanted to start an initiative that would not only teach those foundational skills, but then also set students up to be allies for others and allies for themselves. So for me, I never had tools to understand, like, how can I stand up for this? Like, how, mm-hmm. how could I personally, because my mom always told me, don't ever, you know, retaliate, don't say anything back, don't, don't do anything, which was smart in the end. But to me, it's like, how can I stand up for myself in the appropriate manner without it, like, coming back to me as like, oh, well, I'm, you know, coming back at them with the same attitude. So mm-hmm. I, in my book, one of my books, I teach a tool called Ha Ha So, which is a bullying, anti-bullying strategy for students to utilize when they're experienced bullying. So they can choose one of the letters. It's like an acronym that is appropriate during whatever they're going through. So for example, one of the letters H is stands for help. So they can utilize that if they feel like this can't be handled by me, I need to find help and I need someone, either a friend or a teacher to intervene in this. Mm -hmm. So it kind of helps them to understand how in several different ways they can themselves self cope with the bullying. um, Because I've, I just realized that there's not a lot of support. So because of that, I wanted to give these tools to the students. But then on the other hand, as an educator, like I kind of shared in the beginning, I did a ton of research, a ton of different trainings on my own to try to deal with this. So I was like, it really wasn't hard. So I wanted to give other educators the resources too. And so that's been my big push is Miss Iowa has been trying to get this into different schools, into the hands of administrators, 
and be like, hey, this needs to be taken seriously. And we need to really educate our teachers on how that they how they can intervene in their own classroom. Oh, that's incredible. I love that you have a book that is oh, so amazing. Where can we find the book? So I have two of them. So the first one is like very educational. It teaches what the ABCs is. It teaches the, you know, accept others, be kind, careful, and then the acronym. And that's mm -hmm. on Amazon, self-published. Self -published. And then the second one is the ABCs, but modeled. So as a teacher, I was like, this has to be modeled. Kids have to know how they can do this because it's kind of a twofold because if mm -hmm. they read that this is, I'm, you know, accept others, be kind, care for all. It's like really easy to hear, but then kids are like, okay, that's easier said than done. So right. then I wanted to really show them like, this is applicable. Like you can actually do this. And then here's how you can be an ally for other people around you that are going through this. So I wrote and published a second book that kind of models that for students. And that's also available on Amazon too. If you just type in my name on Amazon, they both come up because um, oh. they both have really long titles. <laughs> That's phenomenal. So make sure to check out Bailey's book on Amazon. And so going into kind of a story about it, what is one story that makes you think this is why I created the ABCs? It goes back to being a local title holder. And it was my second year being a local title holder. And I went to a middle school actually and I was talking to a group of students and just being able to see the, how the book and my message just kind of soaked into them and how they were able to really see that this message like needed to be shared, like that they were like, this is important. This is something that is going on in our school right now. And that we like you could see that they themselves were dealing with bullying mm -hmm. and so it was kind of hitting home but then you could see like peers around them were kind of uncomfortable like that they didn't it was a conversation that hadn't been talked about and so it, for that it, it was a very simple moment it wasn't like you know one kid came up to me and was like hey you know but it was that moment of like seeing the uncomfortable students and seeing students who were definitely dealing with it and seeing yeah, that, that divide yeah and seeing a divide there mm -hmm. that it was like okay these students clearly aren't getting the help or support that they need and these students clearly are not educated on what it means to be accepting kind and caring or they're also not being told to stop this bullying that's going on and i can clearly feel like this tension in the room right now. And so that's kind of when I was like, I have to really like escalate this um, initiative and really put something into drive. And that's when I published my first book. Mm -hmm. And when I really was like, I have to get these tools and resources out there for other people. Um, so I published my book in the spring right after that. And then that's when I really decided to, to kind of put in that aspect of educating teachers because I realized, okay, well, these teachers aren't understanding how they can intervene or how they can kind of stop this divide that's going on in the classroom as well. Oh, and it really seems like that was a great jumpstart for you. And it was, yeah. In that jumpstart, what are some things that we can look for in the future, whether it's on your social media pages, or I know that we can look for your book. So 
everyone that is listening either here or listening on Spotify, make sure to check out Bailey's book on Amazon, both of her books. She has two out there. So look up her name and they will both pop up. So, but what are some things that we can look out for right now? As far as like content? Yeah, it could be content or something that you're working on on your initiative that we can continue to watch throughout your year. So right now, I'm really, like I said, I'm really trying to push just getting this message out there. So like you said, like just being able to get the book and share that message out there. Um, but what I'm really working on is also sharing other people's stories to show that this is something that happens quite often mm -hmm. and giving a, almost a message of hope for people going through that. So I recently launched my own podcast called from bully to bold and um, oh, my first adorable name oh thank you um and my first episode is out um and i'm launching my second very soon and it's really about people who have had a bullying experience and how one they've kind of overcome it but then also what they the message that they want to give to other people so just kind of shedding that light obviously bullying should never occur and it's unfortunate mm -hmm. that it does but kind of giving this beacon of hope to students just normal people who might be experiencing this that there is a light at the end of the tunnel that was something that was really hard for me when i was experiencing it is that i was like is there ever going to be an end to this am i ever going to like get out of this it just felt like it was going on and on and on so just having this like podcast of yeah this awful stuff happened to me and i didn't always get the most support but you know here's how i am now and here's how i've kind of use this experience to more or more or less like overcome and be better. So my, my last guest, Manny has just been amazing. He really used his story of coming out as a, he just shed so much light. I just, I love and adore Manny. I just like lose my words when I talk about him. I, he's one of my dear friends and he has used his story of, you know, being bullied into not coming out to now he's 31 and finally came out. And then he has just really shown people that like, you can be whoever you want. He is this amazing drag star in Seattle. And he's oh. just incredible. Like the most impressive person ever has so much confidence and is not afraid to show who he is now. And I think that that's so cool. And it shows, you know, LGBTQ youth that it's not something that they should be afraid of. And it's not something that they should be scared to, you know, identify as themselves and identify as who they want to be. And so that was huge when he agreed to come on the podcast and kind of share a story, because it is hard to relive and talk about things that you went through, especially very traumatic events. But it was, it was very cool. And I'm, I hope that, you know, listeners really took from his story. And where can you find your podcast? Um, I pretty much anywhere that you can listen to podcasts, I think. I know it's on Spotify, Apple. Um, I, I know at least those two. And I kind of went through and just kind of checked any boxes of the, the <laughs> All list. Right, so, so make sure to go check that out. Bullying to Bold, right? Or From Bully to Bold. Bullied to Bold. Yes. Check that out on any uh, Spotify, 
Spotify or Apple Music, any streaming platforms for podcasts. Bailey's got it right there for you. So now we're going into the third part of She Is Talking, my absolute favorite part, which is real talk. We all experience these highs and these lows in our days and throughout our lives and throughout our years as title holders as well. But we often don't talk about those lows because they're not as glamorous. They're not as fun. But that's what I talk about in my social impact initiative, Time to Shake Your Beauty. And it's talking about how we are often told to shrink in our words, bodies, and minds. And that we are told that we we are often not fulfilling our, we're not filling our space. We are not, we feel like we have to earn our space, but we deserve it. And so talking about these lows and really connecting with individuals is so important because often we feel like we're alone when we're in that low spot or when we're struggling. And if you find somebody else to connect with, it can help you in utilizing those personal empowerment tools to help you kind of pull yourself out of it. And, you know, reflecting on your emotions is so important. I was just listening to a podcast yesterday. Uh, This is a little bit of a side tangent, but I was listening to a podcast yesterday and they were talking about the chatter in your mind and that Negative chatter can be good at in some points, but being able to reflect on that and how are you going to change that perspective. And so that's why I really mm. enjoy this section of Real Talk, because how are we going to change our perspective and what can we connect with with different individuals? So that's awesome. Getting into the high part of things. Thank you. Um, get into the high parts. We have all had such a fun crowning moment. Everybody's videos, I watch them all the time because they make my heart so happy because we're all accomplishing our dreams that we work so hard for. Yes. Right? There's so many emotions that just flood in and it can be so overwhelming. So what was your crowning moment like? What were your thoughts that were going through your head? Oh my goodness. I, I went like numb, like completely numb. I honestly don't remember the first probably like three minutes of it um, because it was like so blurry. Like I remember not being able to like breathe and not being able to like function my entire body. So like in the video, my jaw is open for a solid five minutes. Uh, my hands are like flailing. And um, it's funny because I th- I th- I'd always like thought, what was I going to do in my crowning? You know, like I, I would always like look in the mirror and be like, would I look like, what would my face look <laughs> yes, like? What am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. Would I have like this cute reaction? Nope. My jaw's like completely open. I'm flailing my hands and like, I just lost all like consciousness of ra- like of everything around me. And I it wasn't until. crying too. Like, oh. Yes. Yeah. And I was crying, but like no tears were coming down my face <laughs> because. I was just like so shocked too. So like, I was just like numb. So I was like crying, but then like nothing was coming out. You're like, so it's like, not so working. <laughs> I was like, where is they at? Um, and it wasn't until Graceland Keller, the former Miss Iowa was like, go, go walk now. That I was like, oh my gosh, like the crown's already on my head, the sash is on. And so I did my first walk and I remember, and you can like see in the video too, I like looked down at the sash and like touch it to be like, is this actually like on? Like, Aww. does this actually say Miss Iowa? And then I just remember like everything like flooded in. Like I was just overwhelmed, like all the emotions, like holy cow. And I think honestly, like even throughout that whole night, it was just like, I still couldn't believe it. It wasn't even like the next morning. So 
in Iowa, you go the next morning at 8 a.m. to take your Miss America headshot and oh, your, your headshot. promo photos. I thought you were yes. going to say your contract. Oh, goodness. No. So we take our Miss America headshots. No, no. We take <laughs> that's our Miss America. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but that's awful. Yes. Yes. So you are told, like, it's to just bring a bunch of stuff for to be prepared. Like if you win a bunch of different tops, whatever. So like 8am, you have to be to our um, hair and makeup sponsor to get your hair done. So I mean, they dye it, they do whatever they want your hair, cut it, style it. Yep. They did my hair, my makeup. And then you know, our photographer comes into town, and they pick what they want you to wear. And you're taking your Miss America headshot right then and there. So I've had my Miss America headshot since June. And yes, so it's been crazy because, wow. you know, you just, you take it right then and there because we don't, you know, we never know like how much we, time we have. And of course the teens turnaround is very fast. Yes. So we just That get, is a whole different ball game. I remember when I, right. I was Miss A's outstanding teen in 2016 and that, yeah. that was my first ever competition. And then going straight to nationals, that turnaround of like a month, Right, I walked in there so out of my league. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it, that's kind of what it feels like is you just, the next day you're up at 8 a.m. taking headshots. So, I mean, I knew I was like, I have to get some sleep. So, but I mean, I was just so excited that I was like, I have to, you know, I have to go to sleep. I have to take my headshots. My family's like, go to bed, you know, but like, I'm wanting to call people. I'm wanting to like, I have like, my phone is just going off. But overall, I was starving. Like I hadn't eaten all day because we were so busy. I was so nervous. Right. And like, I'm, that's not me. I'm normally an eater. Like I don't skip a meal. So I'm like, I have to eat something. And so at like 1 AM, I drove to Taco Bell in the Miss Iowa car oh, and, terrible. <laughs> and got some Taco Bell. I feel like I went with bed. the Miss America competition, I feel like tacos have something with us because you're saying Taco Bell. And like when I came back from nationals as teen, I broke my family record and ate 14 tacos in one sitting. I, was I just, love that. Oh my God. I was so happy to be home. So <laughs> celebrating everything that happened that week and the same thing. Yes. I get really nervous. I get really sick. And so yeah. I'm so nervous. I couldn't eat. I was like, Tried no. to nibble. I had trail mix all week because that was the only thing I could keep in my stomach. And oh. I come home and chow down on those tacos. <laughs> yeah. And so I don't know. I, that's it was also like it's open like 24 hours or whatever. So it's like one, it was open. But two, I was like, I just want a Supreme. A, what are, what's like the Crunchwrap Supreme? I was like, that's all I want in my life. <laughs> no, so. I totally understand that. My family does uh, birthday dinners, and that's my birthday dinners are tacos. I'm I love that. Craving a nice taco. <laughs> I love that. So, ever, ever since we've been crowned, there have been numerous lessons that we have learned, and that we have really that have shaped us into the young women that we are going into competition, which is absolutely outstanding. So what is one lesson? And I know it's so hard to choose just one, but what is one lesson that you've learned from your job thus far? Oh, I think the most important one that I've learned is definitely to take the time for myself. Mm. I think that at the beginning, I just was like, I want to be the best Miss Iowa. 
I want to do so many appearances. I want to achieve all of my goals, which obviously that hasn't changed. I still want to be the best and I still want to do all these appearances and achieve my goals. But I very quickly realized that if, sorry, my dog is so no annoying. <laughs> no wine. I soon realized that if I was going to do that, that I had to take down time for myself. There was no way I was going to do all that. I got really sick and I still really haven't gotten answers. Um, you can hear I'm sick right now. I'm my yeah, immune system. Yeah, my immune system is just really weak. And um, I'm like, I'm constantly sick. And you know, my, my body is just kind of tanks pretty quickly. Like I don't have as much energy as I normally, or I used to. Um, so it, it wasn't necessarily me realizing it. it was like my body was like, you have to take a pump. Yeah. Um, but it was a good time for me to, you know, realize like, hey, I have to take time for me. And it's a good thing. I, I think that it's a really valuable lesson to for everyone that we have mm -hmm. to, you know, take time to self care to, you know, do things that we enjoy to, you know, spend time. And I think that, you know, I always assumed that this role was going to be really lonely and I was going to have this year where, you know, it was just appearance, grinding, never any time with like friends and family. But that's one thing too that, you know, I will for sure share with the next Miss Iowa and that I want to share with, you know, other title holders is I have not stopped, you know, spending time with my family. I have nieces and nephews and that's something that I was like, I will not sacrifice my time with them for this one year because, you know, they're so little and I don't want to miss those milestones either. And while this is a huge opportunity and an amazing job, I don't want to also, you know, put relationships on hold and sacrifice different relationships for, you know, a one year opportunity either. Oh, absolutely. I think it's important that we've talked a lot about this on She Gets Talking that we have to make sure that our cup is still full at the end of mm -hmm. the day. You can't fill other people's cup if your cup is completely yes. empty. So you have to prioritize your own mental health as well. And that is something so important. And I've struggled with the same thing here and there that we are so busy and there are a lot of things that we have to take on our plate, which is just one of the most amazing things about this year is that you have so many opportunities, but it's really important that you're prioritizing your mental health as well. And that comes down to time management. I don't know if you can see my little bulletin board in the back, Yes, but <laughs> that is me kind of blocking out everything that I need to do throughout my week and including some things that kind of fill up your cup. And what are some things that I can do that I be, that helped me feel better. For example, I, yeah. the other day, I wanted, I needed to just have some downtime, relax, and so I was binging Love is Blind. Do you know you got to do oh, it? Oh, yes. <laughs> Great show. So we are talk a lot about what is what is it like to be confident and what are those tools in feeling confident because confidence is all about a mind. How do we feel confident? But we often are struck with times that you're not feeling so confident and that happens to everyone and everyone has multiple moments of not feeling confident and if you think we're waking up out of bed feeling like we're the best people in the entire world all the damn time that's not going to happen <laughs> all the dang time yeah. so it's really important that we talk about those times that we aren't as feeling our best selves so when was a time that you didn't feel very confident oh i mean you know <laughs> 
if we're talking real talk, this is something that I've been struggling with a lot recently, um, especially prepping for Miss America. Um, you know, I was just talking, my health has been not great. And with that, um, you know, I've been seeing a, a more weight gain rather than weight loss or my weight staying the same. And, you know, that's something that has been really like heavy on me because um, I have this just mental persona that I have to have this certain look to go into Miss America. And, you know, I was just reminded yesterday, you know, by my therapist that this is something, you know, I'm wanting to work on my health for me, not for, you know, a competition. And that's something that I need to look at and um, really try to focus on rather than putting the pressure on that I have in one month to look a certain way that mm -hmm. my progress needs to look as, um, it should for as long as it needs to take for me to get back to where I feel as a, in a confident and healthy place, not like, oh, I have to be this way in a certain amount of time. Um, because, you know, I've been in that place before. Um, I'm sure you remember, you know, the swimsuit portion of the competition. You know, that was really hard for me. And I, that you know, my first couple of years competing, that was really damaging to my body if i'm being completely honest because i would go and grind and really focus on being the best shape possible looking a certain way being super skinny super fit and then you know once miss iowa was over i would just go back to normal ways which wasn't anything unhealthy i wouldn't just like be a couch potato and eat mcdonald's every day but it was just not being pushing myself to be in the gym twice a day. It wasn't eating lean meats and vegetables every single day. And so I would go back to the normal way I was, which to me looked not like it should because I was so used to looking a certain way. And so that was just really damaging. So kind of going back to this cycle of, oh, I have to lose so much weight within a month. Um, I'm trying not to get my head back into that space again. So, you know, it's just trying to find this balance of being confident in the reason I'm, I got to the place I am, which is, you know, my initiative, my hard work, my passion for anti-bullying, serving the state, and um, everything that I presented to the judges. It wasn't anything to do with the way I looked. It wasn't anything to do with um, my weight. It was just simply the, the tools, the resources, the abilities that I brought to the judges. And I think that that's something that I've really had to remember. Um, but it, it's definitely been something that I've struggled with, especially um, social media can be kind of toxic. I've had to take a, a little bit of a pause from there and kind of not, you know, look at other, um, you know, just not be on social media. It's hard to, you know, see influencers and other people right now, especially they're like, you know, we're so close to the holidays. Let's all lose weight together. <laughs> we're all, we're all eating, you know, let's all eat healthy. And it's getting back to that again, mentality of like a certain deadline to have to um, feel good about your body. And I think that it's just something that I've struggled with um, since becoming Miss Iowa is this, stigma of the way that I look and having to look a certain way. Yes, it's so important that we are working out for that feeling of what makes our bodies feel good. It is right. about how you're feeling. And that's something that I've struggled a little bit with, with 
now not being a collegiate athlete anymore, I have been training for years to perform and I was eating to perform. I was, everything revolved around how I performed on the field. And now stepping out of that, it's kind of that shock of like, okay, so what am I now working out for? And so trying to figure that out is really difficult because we do hyper-focus on our bodies a lot of the time, especially as young women. I think that we are just fed this narrative that we need to shrink all of the time. And so that would, would always get into my mind and it still always gets into my mind, especially going into competition. It's hard for it not to, that you just feel like, okay, well, if I just look this way, then I, I, I'll be better at the competition. When in reality, we all know that the Miss America organization doesn't focus on how we look and it's more right. about how right. we can serve our community. But as just looking through social media, we are often comparing ourselves. And so trying to figure that path out for myself has been difficult and figuring out the best way that makes me feel healthy and that makes me feel energetic. And I have decided that I enjoy running. I enjoy running because it helps me clear my mind and helps me with my mental health. And that is something that I know works for my body and maybe lifting doesn't. And that's fine. And Mm -hmm. so many different ways that we can move our body to be thankful for what it does for us rather than trying to fix it. And so I think that is just an incredible thing that you brought up and being very vulnerable on here and talking to everyone, because I know everybody can relate that we've all sat in that place and wanting to change ourselves. I said a couple minutes earlier that we like, we don't think that we're like, do you think we wake up every morning and think that we're our best dang self? Like we confidence isn't waking up every morning and thinking you're your best self or that you are the best one in the room because that's not what confidence is. Confidence is is knowing that you don't need to compare yourself to anyone else and using little affirmations like, Oh yes, I am the best. It doesn't mean that I'm better (laughs) than so-and-so over here. That means I'm the best version of me and that's what we're showing up as. And I just love that you brought that up. I think that it will impact a lot of people to hear that and to can really relate because we can all relate on that topic. And we are all wonderful. Our bodies are beautiful, but that is the least interesting thing about us. And that's what yeah. Beauty Talk's all about. And so I'm so excited that you were so vulnerable in opening that story on She Is Talking. So thank you, Bailey. Thank you. And going into competition, there's a lot going on. We have a lot of stories, a lot of prep, a lot of I'm going to practice in my heels a little bit later tonight. So <laughs> fingers crossed uh, my mom literally looks at me and goes are you gonna be okay like you can't hurt yourself I'm like don't even <laughs> hurt my mind like but um going into Miss America prep and competition what is your mindset playing into competition looking like I'm just going in enjoying the whole thing because this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and I have to keep telling myself like I worked years to get here and I don't want to take it for granted I don't want to over stimulate myself in preparation I don't want to get in this place where I'm so consumed with trying to win or trying to get in the top 10 or 11 or you know trying to win a preliminary award that I lose focus on enjoying the experience so I'm really just going in trying to have fun trying to enjoy every single thing like every time like you know interview just go have fun it's a conversation 
go into my talent and just be like, I love singing. I love performing and just enjoy it. And if I walk away, not even winning an award, not even placing, that's totally fine because I went to Miss America and I was on the Miss right. America stage itself. Yes. And like, that's something I can tell my kids. Like, I'm not going to be embarrassed. Be like, yeah, I didn't make the top 10, but <laughs> it's like, no, you're like, like your I mom went to Miss America. <laughs> yeah. I'll just be like, listen, children, I went to Miss America. I was Miss Iowa 2022. That's right. Like I, it's, it's something, you know, and people, I think a lot of people, that's a huge question I keep getting asked is like, you know, what are you, you know, Miss America? What, how do you want to do? We've never had a Miss Iowa be Miss America. And it's like, don't count on it being me because that's not the pressure I'm trying to put on myself. You know, <laughs> like if it's me at the end of the day, it's me at the end of the day, but like, I'm not trying to be like, yes. And I'm going to be the one to do it. Like it is not the mentality I'm going in to Miss America with. It's have fun, enjoy it, make memories, make all the friends. Like I want to just come back from Miss America and be like elevated. I feel like I want to times before, <laughs> yeah yeah and like times before you know walking in a miss iowa week and not you know doing as obviously winning was like the goal but like right. i've just you know been on like a low and like i don't want to do that i want to come back from miss america and be like i'm ready to tackle the next six months of my reign and i'm ready to you know put in more work feel almost like empowered by being around 50 other incredible women who are doing amazing things from their states i think doing our lottery was like so fun because I was like, look at all their fun talents and like, look at what everyone's doing. <laughs> I and like, like, where is everyone picking? What's going yeah, on? I think, I think it's, like so, it's so fun. And I've told so many people it's, it's so different from competing for your state because I'm like rooting for everyone. Like I truly, there's like no one that I would be disappointed if they got Miss America. It's like, I would truly cry for everyone because we've, we've become such a close knit class and we're all, so excited for each other that it's it's just so fun to be able to see everyone do their talents to be so passionate about their initiatives and to be able to just hear everyone speak and i think that like for the first time it's just so exciting to see all every like everyone's hard work just come into one place together yes i think that's incredible and going into the competition i talk a lot about positive self-talk and that that's something that I want to incorporate in my own personal journey throughout Miss America because it's true that we are going there to bond with everyone to show our passions and that the yeah. outcome is out of our hands we can control what we can control and that is how we're going to stay present and how we're going to be involved with our sisters and rooting each other on because we really are rooting every single woman on that stage on. And I believe wholeheartedly, like you said, that anybody in this class would make an incredible Miss America 2023. And so yeah. going into that, positive self-talk is an incredible way to boost those spirits and to keep yourself present and have a little bit of a check-in. And so I am going to be printing out a bunch of affirmations that the candidates that have been on She Is Talking have created, and we're all creating them together. And so then everyone will have a little sheet oh, of have. I'm so excited for that. I, I love that. Love affirmations. I incorporate it all throughout my day. Some of the second half of my little bullet board is a bunch of affirmations. I love so, that. Oh, I'm so excited. So do you have a word 
that you feel very connected to that maybe you want to bring into competition or that you want to share with your sisters. And so I believe we have, I am enough, I am deserving. And then we have, I am powerful. I am always ready. So what would be yours? I always say like, I love blank. Um, so, you know, before each phase, um, you know, like, I love this talent. Like, mm -hmm. I love this talent. I have worked really hard, you know, or, you know, evening gown. I love this dress to really, like, boost that confidence up to really feel empowered in whatever I'm about to go do. Um, and that's something that I've done for a couple years now is just kind of close my eyes before I go on to the stage and just really pour that into myself. Like, I love this talent. I love singing. I love performing. I love getting into this groove, like just really making sure that like I am present and I'm like embodying this person that I want the judges to see. Because if I'm too much in my head, you know, they're going to miss this person that I am because I'm so caught up in trying to think of the perfect answer, the perfect word. But if I'm just kind of tell myself like, okay, I do love, I love being here. I love talking. I love showing the judges who I really am, that I'm going to be more present. So how about we do, I love I know that was a lot. Like, I love blank. It's just kind of like. Yeah. But I blank. think the premise of your message there is that, I, like, being present and you being here in the moment. So maybe I love being here because that really takes us yeah. to reflect that we're in the moment, we're present, and we just love it. We love it here. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Okay, that is beautiful. I'm adding it to the list. I'm very excited. And so this is the sixth episode of a live series that will be saved on IGTV and on Spotify. So please go check that out. And to wrap this up, Bailey, do you have anything that you would like to leave the audience with? Maybe a last bit of advice? Oh, man, I guess I would just say, I, like the one thing that I keep coming back to this year is just to be authentically me. Yeah. And that that is enough. I think, you know, being a state title holder, you have this pressure that you have to be on all the time that you have to be this certain person and people have this idea that you're gonna you ha you're gonna be a good speaker, you're gonna be perfect, you're gonna be, you know, well spoken, you're going to be intelligent and you're going to be all these things and you feel the pressure all the time to go to appearances and uphold that standard that may be true or may be kind of formed in your head. And so I just always tell myself that whatever I, sh however I show up, which obviously I want to show up as my best, which yeah. we self care. So you can show up as your best, but however I show up is enough. And I was chosen for a reason as a state title holder. And so whatever season you're in, whatever reason you're doing, whatever you're doing, you are enough. And that person that you are is, don't let anyone tell you that it's not enough is what I'm trying to say. So be you, be authentic. And um, we always had our producer for Miss Iowa, if you're competing, um, tell us that the judges may be looking for you and how unfortunate would it be if you weren't there? So never try to be anyone that you're not. I know. So never try to be anyone you're not. That's kind of like my attitude. Don't ever try to, you know, be someone else. Just always walk into the room as yourself. And if people don't love you, then that's okay. Not everyone will. But 
some people will and the right people will love you. I love that. I think by the end of this series, I'm going to have 10 or 12 more frames of quotes. I have one from Abby and now I have one from you. Oh my gosh, I have a bunch on the top of my, I, I adore inspirational quotes. I'm one of those cheesy gals. And speaking of cheesy, the next part is the final. Oops, sorry, my low battery went on. Um, so You're the okay. final part, speaking of cheesy, is the catchphrase. So when we are ending the episode, we always say my catchphrase, you got it, go get it, it's time to shake your beauty. And so I count us down from three and we do it together. It's that unison, it's that supportive empowerment community that we are building together here on okay. Talking. So here we go, Bailey. Three, two, one. You got it. You got it. Go get it. Go get it. It's time to shake your beauty. Shake your beauty. Amazing. Thank you so much, Bailey, for joining yes, us. Yes, thank you. And we'll see I you next so time on She Is Talking. Bye. Bye.